you're listening to the Wellness Cucina Podcast, where I give you tips and tricks about getting your family involved in the kitchen and making delicious and nutritious meals with ease. I'm Celestina, a chef, registered dietitian nutritionist, and a lover of good food, especially pizza. Do you want to start cooking at home more, but you don't know where to start? I've heard it so often. Families are so over the meals that they've been making, especially now through the pandemic. As a parent, you want to provide the best for your family, and you really want to be able to cook healthy meals, but you're unsure of how to make those healthy meals taste good and something your family would actually want to eat. You already know that fast and processed you already know that fast food and processed frozen meals aren't always the best options, but I get it. They make busy nights easy, and you don't have the time to cook every night. I get your frustration. Cooking for hours after a long day can suck, especially when all you want to do is spend time with your family, which is why I'm sharing with you my guide for easy weeknight meals. This takes the speed and knowledge I gained from working in restaurants and combines it with my passion for nutrition and making healthy food taste amazing. It really breaks down to finding the balance that works for you and your family. That's key. So, Here are my three plus a couple of sub tips to make weeknight meals quick, easy, and delicious. Number one, schedule out some time. Yes, this may sound like a no-brainer, but actually take some time to look at what you have on hand to write a shopping list and schedule out that time to go grocery shopping or have it delivered. And also, if you want to prep some items ahead of time, schedule that into your schedule as well. And when you make time for this, it's going to make everything fall into place so much more easily. Step two, grocery shopping. So yes, you should schedule the time to do it, but while you're grocery shopping or while you're writing that list, you want to ensure that you have food that's going to make quick and easy meals. So I always recommend buying at least three types of proteins, three types of veggies and three types of greens. And then you can always mix and match. Try and buy enough for several days or however many days you plan to eat at home so that you don't have to go to the store every other day or multiple times per week. This is going to save you time as well. Also, if you want specifics on grocery shopping, I recommend going back to episode 30 to learn how to grocery shop more efficiently. I go, it, I go into it really in depth there. But the basics of it are if you buy three different kinds of proteins, you'll have a variety of things to make. And you want to make sure that they are small enough that they can be roasted in the oven fairly quickly. So some of my go-tos are pork tenderloin, boneless, skinless chicken breast, and sausages. Then you want to look at some veggies. I like doing a mix of frozen veggies and fresh veggies. The reason I like doing frozen is because they already come prepped out, and all you have to do is put them on a sheet tray and toss them in the oven. So for busy weeknights, that is a very easy way to ensure that you have veggies going fairly quickly and without having to do a lot of prep. In addition to that, you can buy fresh vegetables. If you can get them pre-cut, awesome. That'll help save you a bunch of time. If not, that's where working on the knife skills comes in. And then lastly, you'll want three different grains. I like to say three different grains, or you can add in starches there. So that can be like a sweet potato that you can maybe toss in the microwave or a butternut squash that you can roast ahead of time. But I also like to have quick cooking grains on hand, like rice and quinoa. White rice cooks in about 15 to 20 minutes, as does quinoa. If you want brown rice or heartier grains like that, that take a little bit longer to cook, that's something that you can do in bulk ahead of time. 
it freezes really well. And that's something that you can just defrost either that day or defrost in the microwave and have a quick and easy side ready to go in just a couple of minutes. And then number three is cook. I know this one probably sounds like a no-brainer too, but I'm about to break down my go-to method for getting home-cooked dinner on the table quickly. First step is preheat your oven to 425 degrees Fahrenheit. The next thing you're going to want to do is get your grains cooking. If you get these on, they will be done around the same time that everything else kind of comes together as well. So like I mentioned earlier, grains that cook quickly. So white rice, quinoa, or if you want the brown rice, just cook it ahead of time. This is also where you can use your pressure cooker or Instapot to make rice or grains quickly. So get them on. And I like to add flavor here. Adding dried herbs, dried spices, or even citrus zest during the beginning of the cooking process of your grains. So literally when you've added in your grains, that's when you can add in all of these flavorings and then add in your liquid. Liquid can be chicken stock, veggie stock, water, different kinds of juices or nectars, or I even like to throw a tea bag in there on occasion. You really want to develop as much flavor as possible, make it feel like you've been cooking something for hours, develop a lot of flavor, but these are all really easy ways to do it because it takes two seconds to put two different herbs and spices together and have it taste delicious. So do that early in the cooking process. And then when your grains are done, about 15 to 20 minutes later, you'll want to fluff them so that they retain their nice fluffiness and they're not like gummy and sticky. And then you can finish with fresh herbs, fresh citrus juice. So squeeze the lemon or the lime. You can even add a little bit like dash of vinegar here. And that's going to just bring some even more life to your, your grains that you're cooking. As far as the herbs go, that's something that you can cut with a scissor. So like you don't even have to take out a cutting board to do that. And I recommend going back to episode two to learn more about using zest and when to add it into dishes. Second part, while your greens are cooking, this is when you're gonna to wanna to roast your proteins. So that 425 degree oven that you preheated earlier, this is where all the magic is gonna happen and you don't have to do anything. So for those 20 minutes, you'll see. You'll have to do the next step, but you're gonna have a lot more family time in between that or time to like tidy up the kitchen or whatever. You are gonna have time. So some of my go-to proteins for busy weeknights are pork tenderloin, as I mentioned earlier. That cooks up in about 15 to 18 minutes. Boneless, skinless chicken breast, depending on the size, if it's like the size of your hand and you have a fairly small hand, it'll cook up in about 12 minutes, probably up to 25 if you have one of those like jumbo sized breasts. And sausage, just poke a couple of holes in the sausage to allow the air to escape so they don't explode in the oven. And those cook up in about 20 to 25 minutes as well. These are all kind of set it and forget it things in the oven, which is great for busy weeknights so that you can multitask and kind of do a couple of other things, or that gives you time to focus on the veggies. We'll get back to that in just one second. To add flavor to your proteins, you can make a marinade that you do earlier in the day and then allow it to sit in the fridge all day. Or for a quick flavor boost, you can pat them dry. You can roll them in dried herbs, dried spices, and citrus zest, and then drizzle them with a little bit of olive oil before you put them in the oven. To get a play-by-play -play on the best roasted chicken, go back to episode 20. My favorite flavor combination for pork tenderloin is a combination of paprika and cocoa powder. That's the unsweetened cocoa powder. And I usually don't put my episodes on blast this much, but go back to episodes 8 and 28 to learn more about spices and herbs so that you can really understand the pairing of what herbs, what spices go together, and it's just gonna make a lot more sense. Okay, so now we're on to part three. 
at the same time as your proteins are cooking, you can roast your veggies in the oven as well. Like I mentioned earlier, for those super busy nights, use frozen veggies. There's no prep. Literally, all you have to do is open a bag, dump it on a sheet tray, pop it in the oven, and they come out just as delicious as fresh veggies. So my favorite frozen veggies that hold up really well in the oven are broccoli, cauliflower, roasted carrots, and green beans. Obviously, like you can use fresh vegetables too, but you do have to do a little bit of prep work. So if you don't mind chopping up some veggies, you can use basically any fresh vegetable. Some of my favorite to roast are asparagus, any kind of root veggies, halved mushrooms, zucchini, tomatoes, cabbage. You can basically roast anything except for like cucumbers, like things that you would specifically eat raw. I would probably not roast. And your veggies, whether they are frozen or fresh, take about 20 to 25 minutes to roast. So just pop them in there when you have your proteins in the oven as well. Big tip here. If you are using frozen veggies, oil and season them after they come out of the oven. So oil, any zest that you want on them, any spices, herbs, any salt, pepper, put that on after. Because if you put it on in the beginning, it's not going to stick because they are frozen solid. If you're using fresh veggies, you'll want to oil and season before they go into the oven because they will be able to absorb that during the cooking process. So if you follow the steps in this order, a dinner from scratch can come together in 25 to 35 minutes. And you probably don't even have to take a cutting board out, which is awesome and saves on time when you're cleaning up. And this is something that you could potentially also get your kids involved in. If they are a little bit older and can help you out with this, this can be something that you do as a family so that you don't feel like you don't have that family time. Family time just looks a little bit different. This is learning something in the kitchen versus maybe playing a board game or huddling around the TV. So going back to the timing of this, right? 25 to 35 minutes, that's pretty quick to be able to whip up a dinner with a starch and a veggie and a quality protein. But remember that this is just a launch point and there is so much more you can do when you learn and master the skills behind a recipe. If you love these tips, follow the link in the show notes to get access to my easy weeknight meal ebook, which breaks down all the steps I talked about today and gives you a little bit more information as well. Remember, you can determine the balance that works best for you and your family. As always, thanks for listening. Reach out at cbrunettiwellness at gmail.com to leave comments or tell me about show topics you'd like to hear. Check out Wellness Cucina's Instagram at chef underscore rdn for cooking tips, recipes, and IGTV videos that relate to the podcasts. If you're interested in learning more time-saving cooking skills, book a complimentary call with me. Link is in the show notes.